This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, John Rosemond, and the show is called Because I Said So. We're all about parenting, but... To be honest, I talk about other things as well. For more information about me, my family ministry, you can go to johnrosemond.com. In brief, I am an outlier heretic psychologist who does not believe in psychology. I am a well-published author, syndicated columnist, public speaker, husband to the same woman of 49 years, father to—boy, this is— uh. <laughs> Exhausting to list all of those. Father to two 40-something-year-old children and grandfather to seven kids, six boys and a girl, ranging from 10 to 22. How about that? So back to not believing in psychology. That is absolutely correct. I don't believe in anything that psychology says about human beings or the human condition. Psychology is a worldview I learned that the hard way. It is a worldview that stands in sharp contrast to, in opposition to, in fact, a biblical worldview. Psychology, for example, proposes that uh, human beings are innately good. We Christians understand that human beings require a Savior, and that that Savior has come to us and will come again in the form of Jesus Christ precisely because we are not innately good. We are innately sinful and cannot correct our own sinful condition. So with that as somewhat of an introduction, I said on this program several weeks ago that there's a church out there in America. I know where the church is. I'm very clear on where this church is, but I am not going to identify the church by name or identify any of these people by name. It's totally unnecessary and perhaps inappropriate for me to do so. So I talked about this church that's out there somewhere in America that has aligned itself with a psychiatrist. And apparently the psychiatrist in question is actually on staff And members of the church who complain of anxiety, depression, and other supposedly psychiatric symptoms or disorders are referred to or go see this psychiatrist on staff, and he often writes them prescriptions for psychiatric medications. Mind you now, this is a big evangelical church. It qualifies as a megachurch. And mind you, again, the phenomenon of churches aligning themselves with psychiatrists and psychologists is certainly not unique to this church. It is, in fact, spreading. And as such, it endangers the health of the body of Christ. So in this program, and there were actually two programs in which I talked about this, I said these things. I said that, uh, first of all, and I, I know this to be the case. I am 
licensed by the North Carolina Psychology Board. It is legal for me to call myself a psychologist. That is what is called a restricted term. Uh, I will guarantee you, however, and you're about to find out, if you don't already know this from listening to uh, previous iterations of this show, that my psychology board regrets the day they ever gave me a license, which uh, gives me great pleasure, as a matter of fact. I know it's a perverse pleasure. It's probably a pleasure that uh, is sinful, but uh, I allow it uh, anyway. So I said uh, the following things. I said, first, the mental health professions are not sciences. They pretend to be sciences. They are philosophies. They are worldviews, or more accurately, they are person views. They consist of a set of propositions concerning human nature, the nature of human beings, what makes us tick. Second, I said that the worldviews of psychology and psychiatry, which are not exactly congruent, but they're probably 80% congruent, are diametrically opposed to a biblical worldview or understanding of human nature. These two worldviews, a biblical worldview and a psychological or psychiatric worldview, are irreconcilable. They are in opposition to one another. Therefore, there is no such thing except in a person's imagination as a Christian psychiatrist or a Christian psychologist. And by the way, at the church in question, the psychiatrist in question portrays himself as a Christian psychiatrist. No, that's not possible. Now, he may actually believe that that is the case, but that is not possible. These two, again, worldviews, a biblical worldview and a mental health, psychological worldview are in opposition to one another. They're irreconcilable. You can't blend them together except through linguistic alchemy. That's it. I said, thirdly, research fails to establish the reliable effectiveness of any psychological therapy. I know what I'm talking about there, folks. No psychological therapy has ever proven itself to be reliably effective. Fourth, research fails to establish that psychiatric drugs work better than placebos at a reliable level. <clears throat> yep, I'll say it again. Research fails to establish that any psychiatric drug works better than a placebo at a reliable level. Therefore, psychiatric drugs are nothing more than expensive placebos with side effects. So a guy came up to me the other day after I said this at a uh, conference, and he said, John, but I've seen and heard of people who take these drugs and they claim to get better. And I said, yeah, placebos work. The placebo effect is very well established. But again, no psychiatric drug has ever worked reliably better than a placebo in double-blind clinical trials. There is no research-based scientific validity to the term biochemical imbalance, where am I, six? There is no research-based validity to the term biochemical imbalance. The term biochemical imbalance is a fiction, 
That's the honest truth, folks. I don't care what you've been told by people in white coats. It serves to convince people that their emotional problems and problems of living are not spiritual, that they do not arise because of a lack of complete trust in the Lord, rather that they involve biological processes that require medical interventions, as in pharmaceuticals, and seventh, no researcher has ever discovered a gene biological process or biological dysfunction that is reliably correlated to an emotional or mental problem listed in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. That should, all of that should, blow your mind. Because I want to tell you that even in the Christian community, folks, uh, the majority of people in the Christian community believe in psychology and believe in psychiatry. And again, these beliefs are damaging to the body of Christ. They threaten the health of the corporate body of Christ. And after listing those seven or so facts, they are facts, I said that if anyone in this listening audience can send me information that proves me wrong, I will share the information publicly on the program, and I will publicly admit that I was and am wrong. So that was three or four weeks ago. I mean, there were two shows, so three, four weeks ago. No one has sent me any such information yet. I've asked for it at least twice. This amounts to the third time. Why have they not sent me the information that I am requesting? Because they can't. Because nothing that I've said is wrong. It is all established fact. I continue, therefore, as a result of all that, to maintain that the pastoral staff of the church I'm talking about, this big mega church in question somewhere out there in America, has been deceived. If they ha- And they know what I'm talking about. They know this. I've been told they have listened to these programs in question. If they had courage, biblical courage, they would bring me to their church to explain to their entire congregation just exactly why I say that, mind you, good people can be deceived and have been deceived, and this stuff is deceiving. The fact that someone pastors a megachurch does not immunize that person from being deceived, not by a long shot. It may make it slightly less likely that you are a pastor who is firmly grounded in the in the truth of the Gospels and Scripture, it may make it less likely that you are vulnerable to being deceived by the powers and principalities of this world, but it does not, in any given instance, completely immunize one from deceit. I am not, I want to make this perfectly clear, trying to humiliate the pastor, the pastoral staff in question, or even the psychiatrist in question. I'm trying to help these people. Everyone needs correction at times, and correction when it is given from Christian to Christian needs to be based 
solidly on scriptural truth. Question becomes, when you need correction, will you truly listen? So we're right up against a hard break, folks, and I'm going to be back in just a few with some, some more, hopefully not quite as scandalous stuff. I hope you stay tuned. Welcome back to the show. Uh, By the way, the show is broadcast, if you're a first-time listener, every Saturday afternoon on American Family Radio stations all across America, or radio stations that carry American Family Radio. And the uh, program is pre-recorded because in my role as a public speaker, I am usually either in place somewhere in America on Saturday afternoon to speak at a church the following day, or I am still traveling to that location. So it is impossible for me, given the time slot that AFR assigned to me, which is fine. Uh, I'm not, I have no problem with that at all. It is impossible for me to record this program live. I would love to, I would love to take your questions over the air your comments over the air. By the way, if you have questions or comments, please send them to radio at rosemond, R-O-S-E-M-O-N-D dot com, radio at rosemond dot com. And I will do my best to answer those, uh, those questions or address uh, those remarks. So anyway, the program uh, circling back around is uh, broadcast on Uh, or through American Family Radio every Saturday afternoon at 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central, and you can do the math from there. And by the way, I greatly appreciate the fact that folks out there have been sending in, and I will say this uh, unabashedly, uniformly positive feedback about the show. The only negative feedback about the show that I've heard so far has come from the psychiatrist at the church that I was talking about alluding to in the first half of the show. Apparently, according to an individual who passed this along to me, he claims, I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, again, I invite him to be specific. Uh, what What is it exactly that I don't know what I'm talking about? By the way, I'd love to know that. If I am speaking erroneously, then I need to know that, and I need to be corrected. But again, I've issued the invitation now three times on this program, tell me exactly where I am wrong about what I said in the first half of the show, and I will issue a mea culpa, and uh, no one has responded to, uh, to that invitation. Uh, Like I said, not all of the show is about parenting. So, I mean, this is sort of kind of about parenting. But uh, here's a fill-in-the-blank question for you. The biggest threat to the survival of the human race is global blank. The biggest threat, current threat, to the survival of the human race is global 
blank. Uh, some of you said warming, didn't you? <laughs> no, I have not turned into Al Gore on this program. Uh, some of you just sat there and scratched your heads because you know the biggest threat is not global warming, but I'm saying it's global something. So you're asking yourselves, global what something? So the answer is, the biggest threat to the survival of the human race is global insanity. That's the global what something that is the biggest threat to the survival of the human race. Last week, the French ambassador, a delegation, I guess, to the United Nations, protested a UN resolution calling for extending special protections to pregnant women. Specifically, the resolution in question called for increased punishments for individuals who harm or kill pregnant women. The French delegation protested the resolution because uh, they contend that the resolution named only pregnant women, not pregnant women, but pregnant women. I don't know whether that distinction is clear over the radio or not. The French were upset because the resolution did not cover assaults on transgender individuals who become pregnant. And I, I, I know this is mysterious. Remember, the biggest threat to the survival of the human race is global insanity. Keep that in mind. If you're having some difficulty figuring out how a transgender individual can become pregnant, join the club. I had to think about that for a minute or so myself. Okay, so let's say a person who is clearly female, person in question, possesses no internal, much less external, male biological characteristics. He or she is medically and scientifically female, nonetheless claims to be a male, a man. Now we have a transgender person. And according to the person in question, although any objective witness would say she is a woman, she is, according to herself, not a woman. She is, according to herself, a man. Because she is the measure of all things now, right? She is also attracted to men. Insisting that she is a man, I got to say this real slow so you all you know, can follow this, because remember, this is global insanity. Insisting that she is a man, she, this biological female, enters into a relationship with a man. Is this hurting your head yet? Uh, I, I don't doubt that for some of you it is. She enters into a relationship. She claims to be a man. She is biologically a female. She enters into a relationship with a man, a homosexual, according to them, relationship, and becomes pregnant. This is, by the way, about as close as liberals will ever get to believing in miracles. She, but remember, according to her, she is a he, becomes pregnant because she is in what she insists is a homosexual relationship with a man. She becomes pregnant. Okay, so the French delegation to the United Nations protested the U.N. resolution in question 
Remember, the resolution extends special consideration to and protections to pregnant women because it is supposedly discriminatory. The resolution, according to the French, does not take into account the transgender men who were once women, and in fact still are, can become pregnant. So the French demanded that the wording of the resolution be changed from pregnant women to pregnant what? Think politically correct, and you got it, pregnant persons. That, folks, is an example of the greatest threat facing humanity today, global insanity. Once upon a time, not so long ago, a woman who claimed with a straight face to be a man or a man who claimed with a straight face to be a woman was regarded as insane. For protection and treatment, they needed to be put away in mental institutions and kept there until they came to their senses, if they ever did. Now, in the year 2017, these people are thought of as not only sane by the left, but the left-wing media thinks of them as heroes because they are willing to let the whole world know that they may look like one gender, but they are not the gender they look like even without clothes on. They are, in fact, the other gender. That, in the year 2017, is a definition of heroism. It is, by the way, an absolutely insane definition of what constitutes heroism. But then again, this is part and parcel of global insanity. To make matters worse, we have people who are claiming that those people who claim to be the gender opposite to what they actually are telling the truth. These people, left-wing liberals, all of them, are supporting the insane claims these insane people are making. That's insane, too. And now we have the French. For those of you in my audience who may be too young to remember, there was a time not long ago when France was generally regarded as a very civilized country and its people were generally regarded as sane, even if somewhat arrogant and at times pompously rude. But now we have a delegation of French citizens, presumably people who are well-connected socially and politically and probably have a lot of money by French standards, who are claiming that the insane claims made by transgender people should be taken seriously. And that, folks, is indication, clear indication, that the world is in the grips of global insanity. And like the oceans in Al Gore's fantasy, this global insanity is rising by the minute. Personally, I think stuff like this is pretty clear indication that we're in the last days when the wheat will be separated from the chaff. I think the world, most of it, is riding an out-of-control bobsled down a very steep and ice-covered hill. I don't think there's ever been a time equivalent to this in history. The biblical signs are coming together and rather rapidly, and I have to conclude on that basis that we are in the last days. Read Matthew 24, 24. It's not a pretty picture, and the times we are in 
Well, they are not a pretty picture, are they? I ask, how much worse will God let it get before he brings the hammer down? I am not a pessimist by a long shot, but I am getting increasingly just downright fed up with these people. I'm talking about liberal, left, postmodern, relativistic progressives. They're so progressive. Uh, I'm getting fed up with them. Uh, a friend who is also getting fed up recently asked me if I thought getting fed up was unchristian. And I said it is not. A correct reading of the Gospels clearly portrays Jesus as pretty fed up at times. So anyway, that's the show for today. This is the fastest 30 minutes in my life. Thanks for joining us and hope you do the same next week, same time, same station or some other station. And in the meantime, God's blessings to you and your family. Bye-bye.